your prime. Welcome to Cocoons of Horror, the podcast where we review classic horror films and other pulp fiction. Today we return to Amity Island as we take a look at Jaws 2. New shark, different day, but Roy Scheider is back if that matters to anyone. <laughs> With me as always is Dr. Anthony Ladon. <laughs> Maybe Roy Scheider should have become the shark. <laughs> you know how sometimes like the the hero of the first movie will become the villain of the second movie. Yeah, just just Shider sw- swimming around with a burnt face. You either die a hero or you live long enough to become a shark. <laughs> Steve, who was Jaws two made for? Studio. <laughs> I think this is sort of the parade example of a money grab, right? Because Jaw the first Jaws made more money than any studio had ever made on a film. Right, right. So how can you not? I mean, you like money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You like money, chief? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think if I read like some uh stuff about this correctly, I think Spielberg actually was interested in doing a sequel. Ah, uh, this is what I want to talk about. Like, I think he had even written it. This is fascinating to me. So Spielberg was attached to this. Yeah, and he had some, I think, commitments to Close Encounters. And so the studio was like, well, we just can't wait. We can't wait a year. Uh. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I mean, that sort of, I think, sums up, is this a money grab or not, right? I mean, you have you have a guy who's the hottest thing going, right? I mean, right. like, he just, he just delivered you, like, a, a, like the blockbuster now is a term, yeah, you know? Yeah partly because of, of, of Spielberg. And you go, that's fine. We'll get a guy who's directed some Night Gallery episodes. <laughs> okay, this is what I want to talk about a little bit here because I was watching this and I was thinking, this has the bones of a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what would be a really good version of this movie is the first Jaws. Yeah, that would be a good one. Like if they did that again. Like, see, that's like it took so many years for uh people to realize and it was really the folks at uh at maverick top gun that said you know we don't have to do something different (laughs) in fact it would be better if we did the same thing um again (laughs) so so this movie was missing a lot of the things that i loved about the first movie and i was thinking is it possible that spielberg made the wrong decision like should he have made Jaws 2 instead, instead of, of Close Encounters? In, because I hate Close Encounters. Well, you hate Richard Dreyfus, And I hate 1941. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because this is a pretty decent movie, You but you need someone who's competent and has sort of a point of view to direct it. Why not Spielberg? And then I thought, you know what I should do? I've no, only ever watched Close Encounters once. Hmm. Because as you mentioned, I hate Dreyfus. You hate Dreyfus, yeah. And I just hated that movie so much when I first watched it. I thought, you know what? I bet you I would like it. I bet you if I go back and I watch Close Encounters, maybe I'll have a different view of that movie. So I went and watched Close Encounters. Still don't like it. 
Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine. It's interesting, though, because like you tend to have an affinity for slow-paced science fiction. Yeah, I, I, I tend to like that. I think that Close Encounters is like... It's trying to function as like a mystery box reveal. Mm-hmm. But you know from the very beginning, I mean, you see it, you see the reveal. <laughs> they show, they, they <laughs> True, show yeah. you, they show you like in the first five minutes of the movie, the thing that that would be revealed. And then you're supposed to be in awe of the thing at the end of the movie. And it, it, for me, it never really works. And I, I, I just can't stand Dreyfus. Now, I thought going in, I thought, okay, but I love Terry Gar. You thought Terry Gar would be enough of an antidote yes. for the poison that is Richard Dreyfus. Exactly. I thought <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Nope, didn't didn't work. And so I kind of returned to that take. I thought, you know what? That movie didn't need to be made. All the good parts of that movie he put into E.T. anyway. And E.T. had um, zero Richard Dreyfus. Like none. Like no. <laughs> oh no, no. Richard Dreyfus was ET. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> so I don't know. I how do you feel about that? Like Spielberg actually should have canned Close Encounters and made Jaws. Well, I mean, I think we're looking back in the lens of um, uh, of history and your deep seated hatred for that film. Um, Mm-hmm. My understanding is that Close Encounters uh, did very well. <laughs> I mean, it did very it, well. It, it this... made three hundred and six million off of a nineteen million dollar budget. I would consider that a success. Uh, critics, it was a success, but it it didn't. But you didn't like me, it. <laughs> it couldn't overcome the sin of Dreyfus. Well, so so here, but here's an interesting uh, counter to your uh, take, right? So, like, Jaws two would have been better with Spielberg, but would Spielberg have been better? with Jaws 2 and I think uh, that's where the issue is he makes Jaws 2 and let's say Jaws 2 falls flat and then now he becomes a guy who maybe is living in living on uh, a a franchise right so that's a possibility and so then he may not look as a be looked as a guy that can oh and I can also I can take you out of the water and I can take you into outer space I mean that's a big deal right I mean he took to a whole new yeah are you hearing my washing machine right now I am okay. Not. Well, I'm here in my washing machine. If you can't hear it, then well, I can. I can always edit that. That's the kind of stuff I can. Okay. Edit out. Well, I mean, I just <laughs> not like my my like. There's anything to hear. It's just making noise. It's not like I'm out. I'm... Is the washing machine is is it frightening to you because you can hear the water inside <laughs> of the wa- after watching Jaws <laughs> two? Does the washing machine scare you? It's funny. It's just like I'm just sitting here going, "Can you hear my washing machine?" Right? Like my like my washing machine is just like going on like some sort of like slur rant or something like that. Like completely. <laughs> I happen to I happen to have one of those racist yeah, washing yeah. machines. Yeah, it's uh it's the Michael Richards of the Westinghouse uh line. Um, I got a deal on it, but man, it's it's a little rough. I'll tell you right now, it is great at, at cleaning your whites. Beyond that <laughs> All right. Okay. So just, we should probably talk about Jaws too at some point. I don't know why. Um, so yes, but so I think going back, I think Spielberg, I mean, Spielberg, I think makes the right decision for him. Um, and you probably, did you, I mean, I can't imagine you watched Close Encounters at a young age or maybe you did. I watched it much later. I watched Close Encounters. I think I was 17. Okay. So I was much, I think I was probably in my 
30s, much to my wife's chagrin, um, as you know, a little on the sweaty side. And uh, and I'm not sure she's crazy about Dreyfus either. I'm not. I mean, I she'll she'll tell me after she listens to this podcast, but uh, uh, not I don't think she's a, a super fan of his. Um, so it's. Uh, it's kind of a, it was kind of the same kind of thing, kind of a bad combo and, and sweaty Dreyfus is is hard to right. Say. And I'm not sure, and, you know, it's interesting because it's it's kind of an ironic last name, but I mean, because I don't know that he's all that dry all that often. <laughs> so it's it. This is also an odd problem for me because I did like Dreyfus in the first film, and I felt like the comedic value that drive has brought to the first film was really missing in the second well and film. spielberg has a knack for humanity right i mean that's um he he's good at building the tension he's good at uh you know big view and then also like kind of bringing you into small confined moments of terror he's good at that but he's also what what i think makes the spielberg yeah he wants to show you something an intimate fear or intimate human emotion on the biggest canvas possible and you and you can't do that unless you've created a humanity throughout and and jaws 2 is a little bit devoid of that right i mean jaws 2 like you said you the 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 quint dynamic is obviously gone i mean they could have gone city slickers too hey quint's yep. twin brothers also i hate sharks um you could have done that uh you know kudos to the city slickers for going hey we killed off jack palance i guess we didn't realize how successful this is going to be but we can bring him back how he's a twin he's a, he's a, he's a twin he's a twin yeah. yeah like look is anybody gonna care <laughs> i mean it, as long as the check clears i mean i don't think anybody cares uh, i mean who wouldn't want to see more Billy Crystal in the Wild West, right? <laughs> just goes without saying. Maybe they could have just brought in Billy Crystal. See, there you go. Yeah, I mean, you could have done a, a maybe he could be a Force Ghost. Like, there's a lot of things you could have done, but they so but so you don't have that. You don't ha- you don't even have you have like a, a kind of an offhand reference to the Dreyfus character at one point. Like, oh, he's unavailable. It's like, well, could you bring in maybe a substitute Dreyfus? <laughs> like, you could. Well, here's a here's the thing. I think if this movie's made today. The woman scientist who was examining the orca, she becomes your Dreyfus right. character, right? right? It's like in 1978, like, okay, well, you've got this female scientist. What purpose is she going to serve in the plot? Oh, she's probably going to have, like, two lines, and then we'll forget that she exists. There's no, yeah, because there's not even that other, like, foil. I mean, really, like, you know, because the thing... I love with Joss, the first Joss, I love the team. I love, you've got the nebbish scientist and the the you know super masculine chief of police with the the old grizzled war vet that's your team yeah, yeah. man i, I want to see a team like right that. and so now what you do is you say what if we took the dullest part of that team and focused on them and with all due respect <laughs> to roy scheider snooze fest okay i mean he's just he's not <laughs> i mean it's like i get it now, i i'll disagree on this i did think that there were moments Roy was doing his okay, thing. Okay, here's the... He, he, like, I don't feel like he was mailing well, it I, in. I, I, I like him. I, in here's what I think. I think that everybody, every team, regardless of how bad they are, every basketball team has their highest scorer. And that's what Roy Scheider is. Roy Scheider is Monte Ellis on the Warriors. I mean, somebody has to get those buckets, right? Yeah. And so Roy Scheider is... He's Carmelo Anthony. Is that what Yeah, he's happening? getting all the buckets because he's the only guy that can dribble. And he's the only guy that can score, so they just rely on it. <laughs> so so Roy Scheider, by the way, who did not necessarily want to do this movie, but I guess there was a contractual obligation. So 
So I would argue that I would argue that those high points were probably the rare points. This is exactly what the Teen Wolf folks should have done with Michael J. Fox. Right. Yeah. So you so you wonder though, right? So like going back to your like, would Spielberg do have done this better? I think of course he would have, right? Because he probably would have got a better uh, performance out of out of Schreider, right? I mean, but also would have known that like, hey, if if. Because keep in mind, if he's not doing close encounters, maybe he's able to pull Dreyfus over, and you get that you, you get a little bit of that magic again, right? Um, it's not going to be quite the same. Well, one thing that uh, here's here's what Spielberg brings. He brings a point of view. He's like, I'm going to take my fear, my deep seated fear, or my deep seated grief, or my deep seated childhood trauma, or something. And I'm going to build a movie around that emotionality. And I think I think he gets hit for that, too. It's like, yeah, it's super syrupy, a lot of his stuff. And it is his genius. And, and, I, and I do think he kind of gets criticized for it as well. At least he has a point of view. This movie is it's about a guy and a shark. And that's it. It's about a guy. <laughs> it's about a guy and a shark and a mayor who has amnesia, apparently. Um <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about that. I mean, mayor. it's just such a like, because the thing is, is that it, it assumes, it assumes that like recognizing Scheider is enough. It assumes that a shark yeah. doing the shark thing again is enough. And, and yeah, we, we gave you all the character development you need of this guy in the previous film. Now we're, we're going to just ride that character development. So in this new movie, you don't need the character development. That's the hubris of a sequel. Right. And I think what and there were elements that they could have expanded on. And I think a Spielberg would have, which is this sort of like PTSD factor. Right. So they were really mm-hmm. playing on the idea that like now Roy Scheider's character, Brody, was a was kind of unreliable because he'd been through so much that he sees sharks everywhere. Right. Like that's what they're trying to play up. But right. as far as we know, this is the first time that they've he said that they've seen a shark since then. And there's reasonable evidence to suggest that perhaps a shark is in the area. <laughs> you know, there's a massive bite taken out of a killer whale. Why doesn't the entire town of Amity have PTSD. Have Why aren't they thinking that they're sharks? The Why this is like sharks this, are not. These, this is a, a town of psychopaths. Sharks are not chicken pox. You don't get it once, and you don't have to worry about it again. <laughs> yeah, there's more. You know that 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 monster in the ocean. There's more. Yeah. Out sharks there. have sex, guys. I mean, like that's a thing. Like, in fact, that's how you could have. That could have been your whole jaws too. Shark sex. So this this whole movie is built on the conceit that Roy Scheider is acting crazy. Yeah, he's the only person in Amity that was traumatized by the giant shark that killed people. Reasonable what? Him? God damn it, will you listen to the man? Will you just listen to him? Be reasonable. Look, Brody, you started a panic on a public beach. You shot up the damn place. God knows who you could have injured. Now, what if somebody decides to sue us? Did you ever stop to think about that? It could ruin us. So how do they portray him as crazy? They put him on a lookout and have him look at the ocean with binoculars. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, what's he, what's he doing what, up what's there? What's he doing? Like, what's you know, he doing up there? Well, he's in. Every single person on the beach is like talking he's, about He's him, using like, the thing you built. That's what, it is. that's what he's doing up there. You know, because, you, because of the shark attack. <laughs> Do you remember that? Do you remember that shark attack that that killed like fourteen people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we built that thing so that you could see if there was any more. 
That's what he's doing up there. <laughs> Have you ever been fired? Um, I don't think so. I've been fired three times. That that checks out. <laughs> you know, it happens once. You're like, screw that guy. He doesn't know me. <laughs> and then you get fired a second time. You're like, is it me? <laughs> and you get fired the third time, and you're like, I'm pretty sure it's me. <laughs> yeah, I've been laid off, and then that that's like it could be that could be a firing. You know, I mean, it wasn't a, like you didn't get kept, but it, it, a lot of people didn't get kept. So it's like, all right, well, maybe it was you know. I wasn't I wasn't keepable, but you know who knows who knows what the circumstances were. So it's a little more mystery. I think being fired would be a little bit better in one way because you could just go, yeah, yeah, okay. So Chief Brody gets fired in this movie. I think I think he's earned a little bit of leeway. I mean, again, you don't want someone just shooting guns willy nilly on the beach, but right. he was shooting them at fish. I mean, it wasn't like he was shooting it in the direction of a person but well we don't know That's i think he's thing. earned a little bit of leeway right I mean, so i don't know I, I do feel like everyone who gets fired kind of feels like it's unjustly you know unjustly done as someone who's justifiably been fired a couple of times i'm i'm still in chief brody's corner here i think chief brody deserves a second chance I think the real reason he's fired is because he's a, he's bad for business, right? Right. I mean, that's where because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to move past the shark thing. And I'm like, really, like <laughs> it's like what been two years. Come <laughs> 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 on. All right. So then, here's my question: Is Mayor Vaughn like a pawn for the shark mafia? Is is that what's happening? Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think he's he's in the pocket of Big Shark. Like he's gotta he's gotta be in cahoots with the shark, right? I mean, right. it's the only thing that makes sense of his character. Yeah, yeah. He's got, like there was like a, a deleted scene where he has like some sort of like sea amulet that he found, and like it connects him to the sharks. And the only way that he can stay in power as the mayor of Amity is if he continues to let these sharks feed. This is like Craster bringing the sons to the White Walkers. <laughs> got some kind of magical pact with the sharks the mayor have we ever seen the mayor and the shark together at the same time <laughs> is it the same actor as before the mayor yeah okay why not i mean this is a major a major problem for the movie you got rid of everyone else why not have a new mayor right the mayor in the first movie he has this this change of heart halfway mm-hmm. through the movie he he has a come to jesus moment yeah why not replace the mayor? I mean, I I absolutely will buy that there's a new mayor in town. You have the you have this the bad guy Stefano from uh, Days of Our Lives, by the way, playing this you know hotel you know magnate or whatever. Yeah, right, right. So Quince, what if it was Quince's twin brother becomes mayor and he loves sharks? You still <laughs> get Quint. Just, what if it just Quint? What if he's <laughs> what if you Darth Maul him? He's got <laughs> he's got robot legs. I mean, you you have the robotics because the first shark was very robotic, right? So, you know, one thing you could do is if you have one of the criticisms, of course, is how mechanical the shark looks. Just lean into it and say that this is this is somebody else. This is somebody with a mechanical shark. Yeah, that is that is trying to you got to we do this trying to recreate the the trauma because they don't want that hotel and so what it is it's like dueling hotel owners and Roy Scheider okay really is yes in the middle this of is it. Quint's twin brother mm-hmm. who uh, who was captured in the war ended up in like a Nazi lab and he like 
started learning the technique from the Nazi scientists, and now he knows how to create like these massive robotic <laughs> monsters. And he wants to scare everyone out of Amity. Right, right. I like it. Because he wants to sell, he wants to decrease the value, wants to buy up the land, and then bring in the mafia magnates. Right, right. right. And he can, and he, he's actually piloting the shark. Like he's inside it. <laughs> he's inside the shark. <laughs> he's the penguin. <laughs> yeah. This is, see, this is a way better movie. <laughs> it makes as much sense as the mayor being like, yeah, there's no shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like parts of this movie. Like I saw, I, for me, I liked the the dark room reveal where mm-hmm. he sees he can recognize he's like looking into the eye, you know, doll's eyes. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. looking into the eye of the shark, but it's so close that no one else can see it. And I liked it for a couple of reasons. Initially, you know, the first thing in the movie, the camera drops and kind of snaps. Yeah. And you think, oh, it's going to get a shot of the, this shark. It's going to come back later. And I keep thinking, like, I bet you that camera just going to have, like, the perfect angle on the shark. And that's kind of unbelievable. But the way that they did it, which I thought was clever, was that... It wasn't obvious. It was just blurry enough... Right. ...that only Roy Scheider could see it, Chief Brody, could see it. And then it wasn't going to convince anyone else. I thought that right. was that was fantastic, and on top of that, I think this was absolutely the inspiration for the Stranger Things season one scene. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. That scene, I think, was done really effectively, and it does. You know, if if you want to portray this guy as crazy, like that's his proof that absolutely is convincing evidence for him. Yeah, and I and again, I do like I I do like the the idea. So this reminds me to some degree of like things that I feel about sequels like Rocky two and Rocky three, they have, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there are bones in there. They're like, yeah, I think you got a story here. Like there, that's a, mm-hmm. there, there's a story to be told, but what it requires you to do is tell that story. And then the shark adds to it. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. like if, if you just, but it's like, Oh no, that's why, that's why he has to be fired or that's, but it's like, so it doesn't really matter like, to some degree. Right. Like, okay, he gets fired, but there was no real stakes. He's, you know, cause it doesn't stop him from still being the hero. Right. It, and it doesn't even really delay him all that much either. He just gets on the boat. Yeah, so, right. so it's like, there's not much that it does. And that's, I think one of the issues, right. I think, I think a movie like, a movie, a Spielberg approach would have probably had that him shooting at the uh, school of fish, like maybe in the first 10 minutes, right? Like maybe he sees like before a shark attack even happens, mm-hmm. he's worried about a shark. Like give us that so that there's an element of like, Oh, he's, he's on the edge. He's becoming unreliable. So then when the shark does come into play, it looks like he's just continuing down that path. So him getting right. fired is like, look, this has been a series of events. This has been leading up to this. We're going to give you some time off or maybe not even fired. Like you're just suspended for without pay. So maybe he's having like they want him off the island or something like there's something along those lines. Right. So that mm-hmm. there's higher stakes. Yep. And he has to. So so the shark. Him getting like coming back, it's there's a redemption story for him too, right? That would make more sense um, and be more compelling than like, oh, look, we're gonna 
a bunch of horned up teens. Um, <laughs> and now he's pretty chill. I mean, for a guy who was already scared of the water, how is he less scared of the water now that he's he's like almost <laughs> been attacked by a shark? There are people that saw this movie and wouldn't go to the ocean. You're telling right. me the guy that was already afraid of the water is now better with water after having been attacked I don't by a supposedly buy that real he's shark. even on the island anymore. I feel like there's <laughs> right. no way this guy's still no on the way. island. I mean, all right, here's one w- He smells because he won't even get in the tub, you know? Like, I mean, that's where he's at. <laughs> here's one reason to stay in Amity if you're Cheese Brody. You're the hero of the town. True. You save the day. You went out with your team of misfits. You destroyed the monster that was going to ruin the town. You brought business back to the town. They should be throwing parades in your honor. But that's not the story they're telling either. Right. This guy saved your town, and you're going to fire him? You're right. gonna You're going to fire him because he thinks he saw a shark. Right. <laughs> you, you should probably look for more sharks. Always. <laughs> If if he thinks he sees a shark, even if he's not right, just pull people out of the water. How's that? Right. How's that sound? Right. Pull them out of the water, and he won't end up having to shoot at a school of fish right. with nitroglycerin bullets. <laughs> nitroglycerin bullets. <laughs> All right. So there's there's one more th- scene that I really liked. So there's this teenage girl on the boat. Mm-hmm. She's a Miss Amity, her- right? I think it's her name is Tina. Yeah, but she because isn't she Miss Amity? Doesn't that we in the beginning? Isn't she getting? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I miss that connection. So her boyfriend gets chomped, right? Chomped and slammed. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not enough that you chomp him in half. You got to give him a concussion as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the jaws is on there tenderizing his meat. <laughs> All right, she's she's. Waiting, I guess she's in total shock now. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad she's you're bringing up the, this scene, by the way. She's tucked in the, the bow of the boat. And when they find the boat, they they don't see her. They get on the boat, and they find her, like, in shock. And she has this delayed reaction. They really take their time with the scene. And- mm-hmm. Sorry. like a delayed reaction terror. And I thought, what a wonderful scene. Right. That scene was uh, the most patient scene in the film. Yes. And it was the most effective scene in the film easily. In fact, I watched it, I I think twice. And I was like, this is really, it really stands out. Like here's a scene that is exactly what would make this movie super compelling. Right. Like Mm -hmm. there, there were these elements that was just kind of a bummer. Right. Because it's like, 
there this this is a this could you could do a jaws too i mean the shark could i mean another shark could come yeah. back i mean i guess it's just i mean if you're gonna do it but you, you can even do it somewhere else you could you does it have to be you know <laughs> it would make more sense if it was in a different town altogether. would a better movie be richard dreyfus is back and they're bringing him to another town and he's your your roy scheider character you know because <laughs> It makes more sense that he would still be out there as a marine biologist. Or, you know, or maybe Roy Scheider is in the Florida Keys or something. I, I don't know. They made a couple really bad decisions with this movie. It could have been a really good movie. Yeah. And that's, you know, and I guess you could probably say that about any movie. If it had a different director and better performers, <laughs> the movie would be better. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, this. You know what this movie needed? This <laughs> To be different. This movie... This movie needed an entirely different production. Right. I mean, so that's, yeah. But I mean, it, because I think there was, uh, there was a feel, I mean, look, we're talking maybe one of the best, uh, like taglines, right? Just when you thought it was safe to get back in water. That's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the terror continues. Is, right. Is there, the... there are some, there are, there are some scenes that I think are, are like you, if a little bit more of a deft hand would have maybe, made those a little more tense. Like we talked about in, in our uh, previous review of Jaws is how how Spielberg really would work with uh, no no music and like just the sounds of the yep. water. When you'd go to the water, you would just hear body uh -huh. on water. And, and it was like, and that created this like this paradox, this tension of like, oh, there's music on land, but in yep. water, there's nothing. Like it, that just gets you in the spot where you're just like, ah. Yeah, so you're just hearing like flesh hitting waves and it felt so and, alone and, and you really felt patient. so far yeah you felt yep. so far from land and that was the key right and uh -huh. so there was a lot of like like just goofy music again and then it was so it just lost some of that right <laughs> and even like that like the water skiing scene that was another patient scene but we're patient for all the wrong reasons right because because <laughs> the big payoff is someone's just gonna <laughs> Just light themselves on fire and blow up their own boat. It was an amazing, I love, I love amazing though, response. I love though that that they decided that they were going to. There's no shark that's going to attack a water skier, right? So that that's the first thing, all right. So now we have like a like a super shark, right? Super shark, and then then you're gonna have so in addition to having a super shark, you have a super stupid mom. You have this. She's she basically self emulates. <laughs> Like, I don't know what she's, she went all Richard Pryor on the boat. She's just over this, like, I can't find my daughter. Well, might as well die. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I mean, what, what was, what was, what was even the point? <laughs> Why did she pick up the I gas? I think it was like, the shark, this shark is going to turn people into absolute morons. <laughs> now, I will say this, however, though, Steve, because we've, we've kind of been making fun of this. If we have another pandemic, let's say in like two or three years we have another pandemic, this entire country is going to be Jaws 2 again. <laughs> it's going to be like, did you no, Did you remember before? You remember how you hated being locked in? You remember how you hated wearing that mask for two years? <laughs> All you got to do is stay inside for two weeks. We contain this thing. Wear a mask when you're outside. Remember that? Remember how hard? Remember the million people that died? We could avoid all of that. This this entire country is going to be Jaws two. Well, it's funny because you say that, but uh, this entire country was Jaws two, like probably like midway through the pandemic. 
<laughs> we're like, no, nope. yeah, I know you haven't caught the shark. We're gonna go swimming anyway. Yeah, everybody's like, "Why look at look at the the death rates are going even higher." You know what? This mask is super sweaty. <laughs> Over it, done, sir. You're stepping into a shark's mouth. Mm-mm, no, Steve, were you ever a banaka guy? Yeah, oh for sure. Okay, I was never a banaka guy. You see a little bit of banaka in this movie. Man, I would like we would like I, there was something about Banaka that was like the closest thing to like smoking a cigarette. I think when you were in like middle school, I think if you were a Banaka guy, it meant that you were going to be French kissing someone that night. I mean, there's something about that. Even, but, even yeah. if it didn't happen, that was sort of like your aspiration. I, I never had. I never thought that that was even in the realm of possibility. Yeah, that was your condom in the wallet, right? Like, I'm. <laughs> That's I'm, right. I'm ready. Are you kidding and me? And it's even better. It's even better than a condom because you pull that out, squirt two in your mouth. You can do that, and people can see you do that. Yeah. And as soon as you do that, people are gonna think, "Jeez, freaking Arthur Fonzarelli here!" I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're in the yeah. we're in the presence of greatness. That guy's got but knock in his pocket. <laughs> exactly. And it's like he's got a he's got a different. I had like an arsenal, man, of different flavor for for any situation. <laughs> Yeah, like compartments in your chest strap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like Chewbacca's uh, strap. I just had all these. <laughs> We're going cinnamon today, folks. We're getting spicy. Hope you're ready, ladies. I, I never liked. I never liked the. I, for me, Bonaco was just always a little bit too strong. Yeah. Well, what we would do is we would. We, then you get like, because then what happens is you wouldn't. Nobody who had it was actually like making out with anybody, so it was just becoming like. Like, oh, I'm going to spray this banaka under my tongue until, like, it, it stings. How how many pumps can you do? <laughs> <laughs> I see. And I it would see it'd make you be able to gleek better. <laughs> this this uh, movie would have probably had a, a little bit more going for it if I wasn't actively rooting for several teenagers to be eaten. I mean, I did think they did a pretty good job of portraying some of these people. Like, this is what happens if you live on, like, a small town on an island and you're sort of cut off from the rest of the world. And you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe some people are just meant to be chum. <laughs> I think, I think that's, that's fair. I mean, someone, someone's <laughs> yeah, going to die. Just start sacrificing. Like, that would be funny. Like, the the town, I can find it was, like, sacrificing their, their the lamest teenagers to the shark just to try to appease it. I do like that they they kind of captured the the nerdy kid and there's a new attractive girl in town and just feeling like boy she's out of my league. I love that. I love this guy. He says, "I'm thin. I wear glasses. I live on Amity Island year round. I'm not good enough for her." <laughs> <laughs> like that. I don't know. I think that the first ten minutes of this movie it was a nice little moment of nostalgia for me. If you're gonna name a boat, what would you name a boat, Steve? Um, do I do I have to give it a woman's name? I feel like that's something that was like always. I don't think you do. I think you know. I think a lot of rich rich guys would like you know who have boats. Like in my experience, if you own a boat, you're either really rich or really poor. <laughs> okay. Because I did live on an island for a while, and it's like you know you you own a boat, you may have to live on the boat because that's that's it. Yeah, I remember. I remember my dad came home with a boat one time, and I was like, "Oh man, he's cheating on mom." Like that's what I thought. <laughs> cheating on mom with one of the girls down at the docks. Yeah, exactly. Dad's done. 
<laughs> it's it's a long it's not living on an island is a very odd experience. And there's a number of things because I have been around boats. There's a number of things in this movie that are very implausible. At one point, like a like a rope just snaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ropes. <laughs> ropes, on, ropes are pretty good usually. Basically, Roy Scheider unties the rope from the cleat on the the bow of the boat. He doesn't do it on the stern of the boat, and he just guns it right, and the back rope just snaps. Yeah, that's not how those work. <laughs> I think we should talk about the climactic moment of the film. Did you buy the electrocution? So this is so this is goes back to when we talked about before saying like did when we when we had talked about watching Jaws and how I was kind of a later adopter to Jaws, but I didn't realize I was. I always thought this was the end of Jaws. Because oh. whenever it would be on TBS and I would like tune in periodically, I wouldn't know because I'm like, ah, it's Roy Scheider. Uh, you know, he's in the water. So I thought that that yeah, how can I saw, you yeah, I thought this has how. So when I saw Jaws the first time, uh, in its entirety, I was like, Well, what happened to the doesn't he like get electrocuted or whatever? Um so I mean at post self emulation, post shark attacking a helicopter, um why not? <laughs> Why not electrocute the shark? Because <laughs> it just is, it's, it's, can, it's goofball. Once it. it attacks the helicopter, the shark jumped itself. But, <laughs> yeah, right. The, the shark jumped. I just feel like if you're going to do that, Roy Scheider has to get electrocuted. He has to die. <laughs> Wait, he would, you think he'd want it? Kill me off. <laughs> at this point, at this point. You gotta kill both him. in both in real life. He I, wants this character killed off. He's going to do one more Jaws, and then you know, in in the movie, he's just like, "Look, man, I don't want to be out here." Of course, the water should kill me. And the, I, the irony is, it's the electricity in the water that killed me. I mean, I guess at that point, I was kind of out. That point, oh, you that was the moment. <laughs> no, I said at that point, I was already out. So, yeah. oh, already out. Okay, <laughs> like you're like I was with it up until the electrocution. <laughs> well, this seems weird. When were you out? By the way. I laughed really hard when that woman in the boat burned herself. Oh yeah, that that was a moment for me because at that moment, at that point, at that point, I was like, because that point the movie showed its ass, right? Like, I mean, at that (laughs) point, you knew that this movie was like, well, let's blow something up, and I'm like, that's Uh not going to work. That isn't like this is a well, this is someone who's leaning into like, isn't this big? Like, let's just make it big. Like, we'll do something big. We'll have we'll have an an explosion explosion (laughs) in the first and nobody. And then we're, and we're also going to have people react to it very much like, huh, like that's it, right? This woman's just sitting out there. Oh, look, they're water skiing. How sweet. Boom. This woman explodes in her boat. And it's like, hmm. Well, I do like I do like that for the rest of the film, the shark is like roaming around the ocean with a burnt face like the hound in Westeros. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if it wasn't evil enough. Right. Now, now this shark is is maimed and angry about it. That's right. Yeah, it's a two face. Yeah. It... Now, have you seen uh, Jaws three? I've not seen any of the other Jaws's. No. I I okay. So I've seen Jaws four, uh, just because that tagline is like the the opposite of how cool. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water is. <laughs> This time it's personal. 
<laughs> it's so green. I I mean, that's that's here's that's not just a tagline. They should have really leaned into that. If if that's your tagline, that's got to become the guiding principle of the entire movie. I want to see like sharks making backroom deals. I want to exactly. see like mafia style vendettas. <laughs> it's like Ricochet. The shark is like John Lithgow. He's like framing Roy Scheider looking like he had an affair and he's on drugs. The whole like never actually attacks with his teeth. It's just all psychological warfare. It's, all, it's a psychological attack. <laughs> he's defaming him on social media. <laughs> Yeah, the shark is just trolling him. I love it. So Jaws 4, you've seen. Yeah, and then Jaws 3 is is kind of remarkable, right? It's uh I do believe it's still following the the Brody family, but uh, we get I think Dennis Quaid plays the son and uh he's working at a uh <laughs> uh like a uh, like a water park. Like in a, where there's an aquarium and stuff like that, and then the shark attacks that. Okay, I want you to know, I'm totally in. This, 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 oh, is, dude. What, this is what I, this is what I want out of a movie. Now, I I do it's remember Jaws 3D, by the way. Yeah, I remember it because it's the first time I ever heard of a 3D movie. Oh, right, right. I don't know if I don't know where it stands in the history of 3D movies, but what I like is that it's called Jaws 3D, but it's also titled Jaws 3 in its 2D form. I feel like a little bit ripped off that I can't watch it in 3D. Yeah, because it, it does rely heavily on uh, 3D effects. And there are scenes where just like for some reason someone's handing you a pencil aggressively, you know. <laughs> it's that kind of movie. Um, so without the 3D effect, it's just like, oh, you're just going to, okay, we're going to, all right, we'll just stay. Oh, you found a harpoon, did you? Oh, boy, you're poking it right at me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, Lou Gossett Jr. is in this. Um, you know the like the I think the a, a young great white is like comes to the park right and so uh, uh-huh. yeah I mean it's uh, you know how you know how now, I would be in I'd be really interested in this movie if it was all two D but the only thing that was three D in the movie was Lewis Gossett Jr. <laughs> exactly for some reason he's just popping out of the screen. <laughs> so this movie is a movie that uh, I watched maybe three years ago for the first time. Uh, I had just moved into my in-laws house because uh, we were in between homes and it was kind of a, a down time in our lives. And, and I would just like, I just sit in, because just sit in the room and, and I was just not, not having it, like not living my best life. And so I would just, you know, I'd eat, eat junk food and just sit down. I'm like, I'm going to watch. I'm like, yeah, I've would... done a little bit of research on this. The best cure for depression is Lewis Gossett Jr. <laughs> That's right. So Jaws 3 is like one of those moments where you're just like, yeah, now is the exact time in my life I need to watch Jaws 3. And I end up getting higher than I'm comfortable with. Okay. And I, I had the, it was the time. It was exactly what I needed. It was, it was a blast. It was absolutely it, <laughs> Every time a 3D effect was was not working, you know, because it was 2D, I was like cackling. Uh, the acting is is just superbly pedestrian. It is just it's such a wonderful like it's so wild to sit there and go, wow, Jaws was good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> In our podcast on Jaws, I asked the question, it was a legitimate question. Is this the best PG movie ever made? Right. And 
I, I mean, it was a legit question. I just I want you to know, Jaws 2 is not the best PG movie ever made. No, no, it's certainly not. Is there a trope, a device, or a cliche that you liked in this movie? Uh, I think it goes to the um, the aforementioned like uh, dark room uh, scene. Yeah, I like I like a scene with a, a dark room reveal. Yeah, the the reveal, and then and to to your point, I think it was, it was very astute. Is that it wasn't a full reveal? That's you know, right. So so just enough to where you anyone could see Done what they really wanted well. to see, right? That's right. And also, honestly, and we know it's a shark, and yeah. and so it, but it it is possible that like the you could put yourself in that situation where if you were being shown that that you could be like, I don't think this is evidence of a shark yeah, necessarily. Yeah. Um, but you again, going back to what you said, it would really make sense if you're going to give deference to someone who knows a thing or two about shark. It might be a guy that's seen a shark's eyes very close up. <laughs> so I like a scene where a guy gets fired. He comes home drunk. <laughs> yeah. He's known for several hours. He's strapped one on. Now he's got to come home and tell people. I mean, there's nothing that looks like you're a complete loser. As <laughs> Now I get to see that my dad's fired, and I get to see him drunk for the first time in the same day. Right, right. Yeah, I like to live every day like I just got fired. <laughs> so I, I, like, I like that scene. Uh, Steve... Is this movie better, worse, or on par with a Ron Howard movie? That's you know, I actually this is a question I was toiling over because I was thinking to some degree this felt a little properly Howard at times. I was thinking the same thing because it because uh, it doesn't quite deliver, but it isn't. I mean, so I think it's really important to to reiterate this this concept of sequel, right? Because it's such a unique experience right i mean because uh-huh. again the, uh, the world has been created the the characters have been somewhat fleshed out already um but and but it is inevitably going to be compared to something else right i mean it's it's it, and not it, just something else the big the, the the film that invented the term blockbuster right and so and any sequel the theater, the you know, any sequel that's been made is because the first one was successful. Now, whether it was good is another con- is another conversation. But, but there was a success. There was enough success that people would want to revisit this. So it it can't live on its own, right? But at the same time, it it has its own value. So if this were the first time you'd ever gone into this universe, the question is: Is this a good movie? Is it an interesting movie is it a fun movie but if you don't have jaws to compare it to it won't be to the level of appreciation that jaws was but would it be a fun movie about a shark and and to me that's why i think i give it a properly howard because this to me is what if if instead of spielberg directing jaws ron howard directing jaws would come up with so I like this. I, I, I think that I think I think you could easily go sub Howard here, and I think that that would be mm-hmm. justifiable. But I was just looking at Howard's filmography. I was thinking, has he ever done a sequel? The answer is yes. He did a sequel to The Da Vinci Code. That's right. Called Angels and Demons, which I have never seen. But I can guarantee you right now, it's probably at the the lower end of the Howard spectrum. Right? Yeah, I would think so. So you, you can, so I think that to adequately compare Jaws two to a Howard movie, 
you'd probably have to compare it to Angels and Demons. You could justifiably say it's sub-Howard, but I think that properly Howard is probably captures my experience of this movie. I did not hate it. I just thought it was disappointing. Disappointing compared to Jaws, for sure. As a film, not so great. But like, I don't think it was. I think it was. I don't think it was like a, a, a awful movie. By any I mean, like, this guy Gene Swark is his name. Mm-hmm. He's the director of this. So he's done a ton of television. But before that, he tried his hand at Jaws Two, Supergirl, mm-hmm. Somewhere in Time. Oh yeah, that, that's that Christopher Reeve joint, right? That's right. And Santa Claus the movie. So mm. I don't know how you feel about somewhere. I know people that love somewhere in time. I'm not one of those. You're, <laughs> so so you're not a, a Gene Swark fan is what you're saying. No. And, and, and keep in mind, Santa Claus, the movie is different than the Santa Claus. <laughs> It'd be very clear for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus, the movie. Is that is Dudley Moore in Santa Claus? The movie? I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's in, boy, you know what? Just saying that name out loud makes me think that our next season is just going to be just Dudley Moore. I was going to say the same exact thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we could come up with 13 Dudley Moore flicks. Oh, I'm sure we could. Cocoons of there's at least worthy. there's at least two Arthurs in there. <laughs> Why don't we do the second Arthur for this season? <laughs> <laughs> we could do a uh, like father like son that actually that's not a bad here's here's a great theme for a season a next season body switching all body switch movies right vice versa 18 again uh dream a little dream like father mm-hmm. like son yeah uh big right i mean i guess it's not a switch I think uh, for, he, I think that I think you I can justify it. Like, yes, I think that I want to. He switches with older him. Yes, I do. Th- <laughs> I do think that there's something about big that does the crucial body switch element, right? Yeah, which is uh, a child in a man's body looking down in his underwear. Like that's uh, that's the one trope that all of these body switching movies have in common. Now, okay, so if we're gonna allow big in. Now we got to allow in any movie where you actually switch a body. Your body significantly changes in a way. So I'm thinking like Inner Space would work for this. Mm. And when's the last time you saw Inner Space? This has been a minute. <laughs> inner Space works for this. I, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Inner Space may not hold up. <laughs> oh, really? I think RoboCop would work fine for a body switch movie. We're taking um, some liberties because then good. What we could do all of me with uh, Steve Martin and oh, uh, all of me Tomlin. for sure. I mean that that one has uh, it's it's racist and it's not even subtle. <laughs> no, I mean I don't even know if it's quite to the level of short circuit racism. I'll be honest, but, I, uh, I loved all of me. Oh, I used to watch that all the time. That was that was a great Steve Martin joint back in the day. I don't know if you've seen it recently. Uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, <laughs> not great at all. All right. Um, uh, is there a half the battle, one to grow one moment in this film, Steve? Um, yeah, people in Amity are dumb. Here's a here's a half the battle, one to grow on. If you don't want your kids to go in the ocean because there's a shark, how about telling them that there's a shark? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe try that reveal. He tells his teenage son, he says, no, you can't go in. You're grounded. 
this is not how you talk to teenagers. You gotta say your yeah. your life is in danger because there's a monster hanging around <laughs> Amity. I have a, a few pieces of evidence that suggest that there is a giant shark out there. Feel free to tell all your friends about that. <laughs> I will let you get drunk here in my living room <laughs> right. because yeah. I value your your life and your friends' lives. <laughs> Here's gin and condoms. Stay home. <laughs> so I might need a break next week, but. But the next one, what do we got here? We got Predator 2. We have Psycho 2. We have uh, Color of Money. Color of Money. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me throw an idea at you. All right. So we have, on. we've got 10 or so we've got 12 movies selected. So we have a, we can call an audible. Do you want to do like a new release just to kind of throw into into the mix at this point? Because we've done a few, yeah, yeah. done a, a number of classics in a row here. Is there a new release sequel? So here's an idea. I really like this movie, Barbarian. Okay, and I've been wanting to watch it. I've heard number of, what that number might... of people suggest this. So. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like... Of course, this is not a just a horror podcast, but it is in the name, and I feel like right, and it's available, and people, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people that are talking about it, so it might be a good opportunity. So I feel like it, it might be the first like actual horror movie, like modern horror movie that we've done. I think you're right. Um, certainly not a sequel, but of course, you know, I don't think anyone's gonna hold our feet to the fire, <laughs> you know. Right. Right. So, so yeah. I think so if we wanted to, we could do Barbarian next. Let's do that. Um, really, really interested to hear your take on Barbarian. My son loved it. My buddy Dave, who's a horror guy, says that it might be his favorite horror movie. I think it might be mine too. I, I mean, uh, I, I mean, it, that doesn't mean anything because I haven't seen most horror movies. But. No, but I mean, it's a lot for you to say that because your your relationship with horror is evolving. And, and okay, let's do that. Let's do Barbarian next. Okay.